where else could we start but with Paris Saint-Germain finally wrapping up their eighth Ligue 1 title. They're now just one behind Marseille and two behind Saint-Étienne when it comes to the most Ligue 1 titles. They wasted three chances to do it and finally sealed it in low-key fashion as Lille were held nil-nil at Toulouse. That meant that they were crown champions, retaining their title even before they took to the field to take on 2017 champions Monaco on Sunday evening. They wore special shirts, paying homage to the Notre Dame Cathedral after that terrible blaze which badly damaged the cathedral in central Paris at the start of the week. And all of the players had Notre Dame where you'd usually see their surnames above their numbers. Mbappe's continued his run. It's Kylian Mbappe. The champions are ahead. And it is their star man, their top scorer, Kylian Mbappe, with the goal. It's opening up for Dani Alves, who plays in Mbappe again. He is spectacularly good. Another world-class finish from a world-class 20-year-old. Dani Alves plays in Kylian Mbappe, and that is the hat-trick. It was all about Kylian Mbappe this evening, his fifth career hat-trick on an evening when the MCN was restored. Now, Robbie Thompson and Andy Scott were both there. Robbie, what was the mood like inside the Parc de France? It wasn't much of a party from what I saw. It wasn't, well, probably watching on TV and, and no, to be fair, in the stadium as well, there wasn't an incredible atmosphere in, in the ground because also the, the ultras who sit in the Otoy stand behind, uh, behind the goal to your left, if you're watching on TV, well, the upper, upper stand was closed by the LFP after, after uh, emergency flares were set off by the fans at a recent match. So there it's was worth that. pointing out to our listeners that the, some of the firefighters who put out the Notre Dame blaze were in that section. They, in they'd the been invited to, to sit up there. So they'd been allowed to fill that section with uh, the firefighters and their families. There were 500 invitations given out. My fear, with the absence of the ultras, because they, they're the ones that really make the noise and, and bring in the rest of the stadium to create, because the Parc des Princes is a fantastic stadium when there's great noise in there and when there's a party atmosphere. That was missing. My other fear was with, with Notre Dame and the tribute and the firefighters and this, uh, this, this feeling and, and Neymar's return and the fact that they'd had three chances and hadn't won the title and the fact that Lille then failed to win. And that was a little bit controversial as well in the afternoon. And Andy, uh, we, we spoke about it at the Parc des Princes just before kickoff, that, that refused goal for, for Lille. The whole thing, for me, threatened to overshadow the fact that Paris won the league and are enjoying their second best ever season. That they we forget things like they started the league with 14 consecutive wins. We forget all the positives of this. They've recorded their biggest ever home win, nine nil this season. They recorded their biggest ever win over Lyon, five nil at the Parc des Princes. They extended their run over Marseille. Look, loads of reasons to be positive. The shine was taken off with this run of of failing to 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 secure the title with these three things, with these three matches. But look. Seeing the players celebrate in the dressing room after the game, I can assure you that that, that restored a bit of faith for me. That this it, this idea that look, you know, Paris are entitled to win to win it, and that you know no one really cares was not the case in the changing room, and that was a real breath of breath of fresh air for me to see how much it meant to the players. Now they have sealed it with five games to go. Uh, a few seasons ago, under Laurent Blanc, they won it with well, eight six games because to go. they were they didn't have to play that that. That game last night, I'll, they were already I'll, I'll accept so. that. I'll accept that. <laughs> it's good for clarity. Uh, and they did win the game 3 1. We should mention the result. Kylian Mbappe scored a hat trick now on to 30 goals 
for the season. Remarkable stuff from him. The first French player to hit 30 since Jean-Pierre Papin in 1989-90. And we've talked about Mbappe plenty on the podcast. Of course we have. But when you watch him in the flesh, Andy, in a match like that, he's just unstoppable, isn't he? Against his former club to boot. Yeah, he's incredible. I mean, I think, you know, it is just worth quickly pointing out about the about the atmosphere yesterday that it was, um, you know, bizarrely flat. And with everything that's happened, as Robbie touched on, that obviously explains why, the fact that they wrapped it up without even playing and, and, and so on. But when the game itself started and, um, and Mbappe lit it up with, you know, one of the most... I mean, yeah, we say this every time we see Mbappe play, but that last night was one of the most electric performances that I've seen from Kylian from Mbappe. It was absolutely remarkable. Um, the, the, the pace at the mm. first goal was just lightning. You know, I think blinking, you would have missed it. What does Usain Bolt hit in a, in a, in a hundred metres? He's not far off that. Yeah, he's not. I think over the, the average, he's probably a little bit less, but he probably peaks a little bit higher. Oh, Mbappe can sustain it over long distances as well, which is what sets him apart from other quick yeah. players. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the first goal he set off from the halfway line, didn't he? And then um, and took the pass from Moussa Diaby. The second goal was, um, well, I'm struggling to remember now, well, the but equally the one-two with Dani Alves was, was, was mm, fantastic yeah. as well. I know the third goal was a tap-in, but just before but that, again, there the was that wonderful there, run where he went he on to post. hit the post. And uh, it was just fantastic. Um, you know, it, it did, I mean, it was the, the sort of juxtaposition with the return of Neymar to the team. It kind of made me think, you know, that Neymar comes back here and he has been very much usurped as, as, as the main man, which we kind of which we kind of touched on at the beginning of the season because Mbappe was a World Cup winner and so on. But the, there is a reality in Paris just now, which is not to say that Neymar is not going to come back and, and be very important again. But in, this has been Mbappe's title, really, more than any other Paris mm. player. 36 goals in 40 games in all competitions. He has been just fantastic. And it did make me think, you know, because writing about Paris Saint-Germain's title win, um, writing a piece ready to go when they were champions... It's been clouded by the ago. way they've played, and that yeah, and <laughs> exactly, and it's been clouded by the way in which they've been unable to get across the line, and and I touched on the fact that this season has been obviously marred by the Champions League failures to the extent that you forget about how they won the first fourteen games of the season, and then Mbappe last night just reminded us that you know they really are on their game a fantastic team, and he is you know by a long way the best player in France when he's on his game. Our executive producer, Ian Holyman, has the answer to the speed question. Usain Bolt in the 2009 World Athletics Championships in Berlin set a world record and peaked out at 44.64 kilometres an hour. I was lucky enough to be in the stadium to commentate that, but uh, I have to say I get more excited watching Kylian Mbappe play football than I did watching Usain Bolt running. Well, I think that's, (laughs) Dave, just that's one of the things about that, that first goal was that it wasn't just pace. I mean, it was he he was the one that had the touch from Dani Alves on the halfway line to play in Moussa Diaby first. Then he made that incredible run with the pace. But the control for the ball at that pace, the control back in the box, to then control the ball, have a look, see where Subasic is, fire it into the top corner. I mean, it was, it's, it's not just about the pace. Kylian Mbappe is exceptional. And yeah, that's and three league titles in a row. The, the three, league title with Monaco in 2016-2017 and two in a row with Paris. Say that. More than twice as many goals in the league this season as he managed in his debut mm-hmm. Paris campaign. He's just getting better and better. Yeah and, yeah, and remember he's only 20. So three league titles in a World Cup in that time and all the other trophies he's won. It, yeah, it is remarkable and you know he'll probably still get to 40 goals in all competitions of the season. He's got a little bit to go to, to match the Lionel Messi sort of figures of you know averaging more than a goal a game but still... <laughs> 
that's not saying you know that that's not to to criticize the guy. It's just now we all know incredible. he's he's a very well brought up young man. He speaks in a mm. mature fashion and he chose not to celebrate his first goal. Respectful to his former club, um, the second goal he did a little roly poly. And the French do call it a roly bully. <laughs> I learned that last night. And uh, for the third, he jumped onto Dani Alves' back. So he rather forgot about the former club bit as the night developed. Yeah, but and fair enough as well. Let's not forget that last season, I think it was, there was a fair bit of niggle between Andrea Raggi and, and Killian in the match at, at the park as well. I mean, look, you move on, new employer. He's always said he wanted to play for Paris Saint-Germain. He's got plenty of respect for Monaco. I saw them. When the players all came off as well, he was very friendly with all the, his old staff. He had a word to Leonardo Jardim. It was, it was all very good. Just a, a little point to go back just very quickly on, has he replaced Neymar as the star in this side? I think that's great news for Paris Saint-Germain because to think now you've got two players that are this good, Neymar is going to want to be even better next season as well. And that's, that's all positive. I think, I think that's worth pointing out because I, I did make the mistake of um, suggesting on social media that, that he'd kind of taken the limelight from Neymar. Never suggest and, and, anything on social and, media, Andy. That's and the you first forget, mistake. You, exactly, and you forget that social media To misquote media you, Andy, is, didn't you suggest they should sell Neymar and buy a real team? Well, unfortunately, this is the way that some people would appear to have, <laughs> would appear to have taken it, but obviously that's not what I suggested. Mbappe has clearly taken the limelight from Neymar this season. Neymar has an awful lot of people who... Um, are first and foremost supporters of Neymar than they are of perhaps the club mm. he's playing for, anything like that, and clearly that upsets some people. But the reality is that for the second season running, Neymar has been injured at a very important exactly. time. Exactly, he's only played In, half the game. Yeah, and I think probably if we look back at the number of games Paris Saint-Germain have played since the end of February last year, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but obviously Neymar has missed a lot of games, Mbappe has hardly missed a single game when he's been forced to sit out games in the last few weeks it's raised a lot of controversy. You know, why are we leaving this guy on the bench? Thomas Tuchel has had to defend his decision to do so. But Mbappe is, is, is just fantastic. That does not mean that Neymar is not fantastic as well. And it augurs very well if they can get the two of them fit, mm. playing together for a whole season and strengthen the other areas of the squad that desperately need to be strengthened in order to make them a force for a longer period in the Champions League as well. So Mbappe was rested against Nantes in midweek and then came back and hit his third hat-trick of the season in the league. Um, last season, Neymar was voted League and Player of the Year, despite only playing half of the season. Is Mbappe going to be his successor this year? Yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt. You can't, unless, yeah, no, there's no, there's no question. 30 goals, top scorer. He's won matches by himself as well in League 1. That's the most impressive thing, that... The goal against Nîmes when Paris was struggling. The goal against Saint-Étienne when it was nil-nil with 15 minutes to play. He's, he's scored important goals. He's lifted the team at times. He's won it by himself. And when he hasn't been there, like against Nantes, you know, the, the, the team have struggled. A, a point on that as well. The news cycle, I'd, I'd almost do my coup de gueule on, on that. This reaction to Killian's not in the side. Last time he said at the end of the game that he, the, the team lacked personality. He's been, he's been benched. He's been frozen out by the coach. It's all forgotten four days later when he scores a hat-trick. And this is, you know, it's a news cycle gone crazy at the moment yeah. with everything that happens at PSG. Everyone's just flowing from one extreme to the other. It's crazy. I think, I think just on that as well, last night, um, we probably shouldn't forget that Monaco actually started the game very well. I know it doesn't seem, it does seem like a long time ago because it was just the first 10 or 15 minutes and they lost... Daniel Subasic to injury, mm. which didn't help them either. Diego Benaglio had to come on and goal. 
They did look very good in the first 10 minutes with Ronnie Lopez and Jelson Martins on the wings. And then that Mbappe goal just killed them, just killed them stone dead. And, and they didn't have a response after that. So what is another example of Mbappe just taking it upon himself and destroying the opposition? Yeah, Neymar just 14 league and games this season. He did come on at half time uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. making his comeback just in time for the Coupe de France final. Uh, how did you rate his display? I thought he looked uh, pretty good, to be honest. I mean, we couldn't have expected too much from him. I did always wonder if they were perhaps risking rushing him back a little bit too soon because he was desperate to play in the one big game that Paris Saint-Germain have uh, left this season, the cup final, uh, Mm -hmm. next weekend. But he got 45 minutes. He looked pretty lively. He had an assist, didn't he, for Moussa Diaby for a goal that was disallowed for an offside that was extremely tight. (laughs) And uh, he looked happy to be on the field again. You know, I I think it was just a a massive plus point for Paris Saint-Germain. It'll be interesting to see how much football he plays in the remaining weeks of the season. Obviously, the cup final next weekend. After that, I'm not too sure. And whether he plays in the Copa America for Brazil this summer, which we imagine he will do. Yeah, exactly. I think he's Mm. obviously got that in the back of his mind as well. Yes, but I think... think He's, he's shown by not having the operation this time on the foot again that, that he was more keen to come back and finish the season with Paris, I think, which wasn't the case last year with the World Cup coming up. He, was, he really felt a lot of pressure to perform for his national team in the World Cup after, after Brazil as well. But look, I think his performance was good. I think it was, it was light. He didn't, he didn't make the difference. He didn't shoot at goal. I think he had one shot on the left foot, but you know he didn't, he didn't really test the foot. He didn't take people on necessarily, he didn't really look for contact, which he often does as well to, to draw defenders towards him. But it, it was essential that he and Cavani and Di Maria and even Julian Draxler, Marquinhos, who have all been missing in recent weeks, were there one week before the cup final. And I think overall, the problem now with Verratti, who looks like he's turned his ankle again and could be out for the final of the cup, and Tilo Querer was also receiving treatment after the game with what looked like a hamstring to me. So, look, those two could be gone now, but the big positive was seeing Neymar back on the pitch, Cavani back on the pitch, and Di Maria there as well. Yeah, it's a very different outlook to the game against Nantes in midweek when they couldn't fill the bench, basically. In the they still didn't fill the bench last they night. Still, well, no, they still, no. They couldn't fill it last night, yeah, but it, but but it, it was a strong it, bench. At least they had these players <laughs> Buffon, back. Yeah. Buffon, Di Maria, Draxler, Cavani, Neymar yeah. on the bench last night. Not bad. Just to finish with Paris Saint-Germain, a word on the coach. It was Thomas Tuchel's first domestic league title as a coach. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain have had four coaches in their six league titles that they have won. Carlo Ancelotti, Laurent Blanc, Unai Emery and now Thomas Tuchel. Olympique Lyonnais had a similar thing when they won their seven league titles in a row. Um, Tuchel has been a a nervous man in, in recent weeks. His public statements perhaps won't always have gone down that well with the Paris Saint-Germain hierarchy. Did we see a a relieved German last night, Andy? Well, I think uh, one thing about Tuchel is that 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 side of him that's been coming out is something which he displayed in the past when he was at Borussia Dortmund and was maybe a side that put some people off him. Um, But, you know, he's he's won over a lot of people in France this season. He certainly impressed me with his demeanour, with his you get the impression that his man management is better perhaps than Unai Emery's. Just looking from afar, I know Robbie is, is mm. closer to the dressing room than I am. I've generally been impressed with Thomas Tuchel, but yeah, he will be relieved to have uh, finally got the job done because they've, they have made a real hash of it in the last uh, few weeks, conceding 10 goals in these three games, taking just one point. So he'll be pleased to get over the line. They need to complete the double. I think the pressure is on them to do that because you know there's no escaping the fact that this regardless of what happens in that match, will have been a worse season for Paris Saint-Germain than last year 
under Unai Emery because of the, the, the Champions League exit combined with the early exit from the League Cup as much as that's yeah, not but especially it's not as bad important. as Unai Emery's first season. No, which of course were, which not. Which no, also I mean, included no league title yeah. and Barcelona. E- exactly. I'm not, I'm, I mean, like I said, I, I, I think Thomas Tuchel has done a lot of good things and I think he can be pleased, rightly so, with the way in which they've got the job done this season. But the manner in which they've crossed the line does leave a bit of a slightly sour taste and unfortunately, as a Paris Saint-Germain coach coming into the season, you have to win the league title. Mm. That's, a, that's not even a minimum requirement. It's just taken as a given. So he still has an awful lot of work to do to be remembered as a great Paris Saint-Germain coach. I spoke to him after the game, obviously, with, for the, the post-match interviews for, in, for, for PSG. Um, he was relieved. He was very happy. He, w- he was very happy to have escaped the, the champagne wars that were going on in, inside the changing room as well. He said at one point that he's Must he have been very cold dry. champagne. It had been on ice for quite a while. It was, it was very chilly, but it, 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 it uh, exploded spectacularly in the changing room. No, no need to uh, tell you that Danny Alves was, of course, the, uh, the star of the show as well, uh, carrying on. It was a uh, little bit dangerous at times. Antero Enrique got caught with a, with a, a, a shower. and um, No, it was, it was very funny, but the coach... He has, as Andy said, he has a great relationship with the players. There's hardly any problems. He's always defended them. I asked him about the last three weeks, and then was he relieved or happy? He said, look, as you, as you said, Dave, that it's his first league title. That is really something special for him. He talked about match after match. He said Strasbourg failing to get that win there. Then Lille, such a strange match, the sending off, the injuries, difficult to, to, to really try and get that victory. And then Nantes how disappointed he was. And he said in the changing room after the Nantes match, there were plenty of words exchanged between the coaching staff, between the players. They got it all out in the open. He said, when you have to say something, everyone understands that that was a subpar performance. And we saw the reaction tonight. And he said again, look, they have so many injured players at the moment. He's never varied his argument, which is, look, it's not easy at the moment. We have no players. The same players are playing week in, week out. They're, they're getting down, and last night they responded. He was a very happy man, and yeah, great relationship with the players. I don't think there's any doubt that he'll be there next season. No doubt whatsoever. 